Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Raina. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Hey guys, welcome back. Hi guys. So Raina, 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 you? <laughs> You know, um, I've been better. <laughs> I've definitely been better. I'm okay. Um, this week was a little a little rough, but other than that, I'm okay. How are you? I am good. Like you said, this week has been rough. There's been a lot of deaths. Um, yeah. And it has, yeah, it's just been rough. Um, and actually, when I, so when I posted the questions on instagram to see like if anyone had certain topics they wanted us to talk about Mm -hmm. um one person said they wanted us to talk about like black lives matter and racism Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and i want to talk about that today but i want to talk about a lot of things having to do with that too you know yeah um how do you feel with all of this happening um that's a really good question i mean i've been sitting a lot with how i feel and trying to decipher how i feel because yeah I feel angry, but at the same time, I'm not shocked. And so I'm trying to, like, work through those feelings, right? Because Mm. it's, like, there's only so much that I can take and so much emotional things that I can take. And so I'm trying to figure out how best to process everything without literally breaking down, you know? And so, like, yesterday, for example, I was on social media for at least, like, uh, like, two hours, yeah (laughs) and it was not good like i was reading these uh, this advice for like how to heal through this time or like um things to do to kind of like limit how how you feel and stuff like that and so one of the advice the pieces of advice that they gave was to limit yourself to 30 minutes of social media only twice a day because it's so easy to get caught up in like the spiral of people's stories and then you're consistently feeling those emotions you know and so then that's what I meant where I was like I don't really know how to feel because there's just so many emotions to feel that it's hard like it's really hard to process everything that's going on and especially because it's been going on for so long you know and we like you know we have a personal stake in it because we're black women and we have family members who look like the victims of police brutality I hate calling it police brutality because it's murder but yeah it's murder exactly (laughs) Um, but we have a personal stake in it. And then on top of that, the likelihood of, like, we're going to raise black sons, you know? And so that's... Or mixed sons, you know? Yeah, you know? But even if my sons are mixed, they're going to be black. But, (laughs) but, like, it's just hard because you have to process all of these types of things while still trying to continue with your day-to-day work. Like, going to work, being productive, interacting with your coworkers who don't even know what's going on in your life. Like, you know? So it's hard. But yeah, how are you? I'm I'm okay. Um <clears throat> like you, I mean, I've been like I think when it happened, what day did it happen that um it was like Monday or something, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, right? It was early yeah. in the week and I have watched so many videos and it got to the point where like, you could just start to feel so, like, I just started feeling angry, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, not just when I was watching the videos, but just all the time, I just started feeling angry. And I realized it was because I, I kept allowing myself to watch those things, right? Yeah. And, like, there's a difference between 
um, being up to date with going on what with what's going on and like just getting like mm-hmm. sucked in. That's you know? so true. Yeah. And I had to yesterday. Well, this week has just been rough um, with with just everything going on. But yesterday, um, I just had to sit and be with Jesus and. Mm-hmm. He told me during that time um, that I was just sitting and being silent because this week has also been hard um, for me to get into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Like there are times where I'm just so excited to be with Jesus and so excited mm-hmm. to read and excited to pray and excited to worship. And this was not one of those weeks. Yeah. And some people might say that you're not a Christian or that that shouldn't happen, but that's retarded because we're humans <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's a part of life. And I think it's important to share that there are those times too, mm-hmm. um, because I don't always feel like spending time with God. I don't always feel like reading or praying, but I still do it because yeah. he's still my father, you know, and I still love Jesus, but sometimes you just don't feel like it. You just yeah, don't want to do facts. it, you know, and your intimacy with him, it just doesn't feel like your time with him doesn't feel as intimate. Um, and so yesterday I kind of came to the point where I was just like, man, like I miss like Jesus, like I miss intimacy with Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just sat down and I didn't play any worship music. I didn't open my Bible. I didn't, you know, do anything. I just sat there and I just asked God to help me to just remove everything that I was thinking of at that moment and to just focus on him. And it took a while because my mind, like when you get in those places, the enemy wants to try to get you to think about everything you have to do or, Mm -hmm. you know, things that aren't important. He tries to get you to think about. Right. And so eventually it got to the place where, um, I just like was still, and I was just listening, you know, cause I just wanted to hear God talk to me. That's it. I just wanted to sit and I just wanted him to talk to me. And I felt like, um, and I wrote it down, actually, Um, I felt like he was telling me that, you know, with everything going on with all of the African-American violence, and I would also say minority violence, because I'm half Hispanic, too, and it happens to Hispanics as well, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. get televised because Mm -hmm. a lot of them are illegal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it it happens just as much to other, you know, to Hispanics as well. And I want to put that out there because sometimes we do focus so much on African-Americans that we don't see that it's happening to other races as well, like Hispanics, but Mm -hmm. it does. It's just not televised because they're illegal. They just get sent back, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, But I was sitting there and you know, I just felt like the Lord said that with everything going on, he told me to remind people who he was. And I just felt an urge to go and look up the different names of God. Right. And so I started to look up the different names of God. And, um, you know, I have I looked up a list of, you know, just who he says he is and, and his his different names. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, one of one of God's names is Abba, right? Mm-hmm. Father. Another of his name is um, El Nikuma, God of mm-hmm. all comfort. Um, El Shaddai, the all sufficient one. You know, yes. Elohim, all powerful one, creator. Um, El Roy, the God who sees me. Mm-hmm. You know, like how relevant is that in a time where we feel like we're not seen? But he mm. says, I'm the God who sees you. Um, Jehovah. You know, that means I am. He's literally saying just I am like, you know, like and so he just had me just look up, you know, the different names of who he is, because 
um, while all of this stuff is happening, it's so easy to just feel like we have to do everything, right? Yep. Like we have to go and we need to post everything we see about black violence. We need to post um, every way we can help. We need to send out all of our money. We need to call every single place we can call. We need to sign every petition, um, you know, and, and it, it can feel like we have to do it. Like yeah. we have to fix it. Yeah. And, and he was reminding me that we need to do those things, right? It's good to, to physically fight for you know justice because god Mm -hmm. is a god of justice but when we get to the point where we there's nothing else for us to do he was reminding me that he is those things Mm -hmm. right like he is our healer you know our our he's our healer you know and um even if they arrest these cops and even if even if everything in this world justice is taken and everything is good we still need to heal and he is saying yes. i'm your healer yes. you know and, and so um he just reminded me last night that like to stop posting about all of this because mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone knows yeah. you know and 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 i don't think he was saying it because he you know he wants us to forget about it no but he's saying you need to stop focusing on that and and look at me yeah you know, and it reminds me right now of the story of Peter walking on the water, mm-hmm. right? And and when he was looking at Jesus, he was above. Mm-hmm. He was he wasn't drowning because he was looking at God. He was looking at Jesus and he was trusting him. But then when the waves started coming and he started looking to his left and his right, that's when he started to sink. Yeah. Because he took his eyes off of Jesus. Yeah. And so I think we just have to remember during this time where it's so hard and it's really rough and and I mean, this has been happening forever. So this is nothing new, right? Mm-hmm. There's just more technology now. So now everyone sees it. You exactly. Know? Um, but he just reminded me, like, Leticia, look at me. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at all of this. Yes, sign the petitions, call the people. But after you do everything you physically, that's physically possible for you to do, you need to come and look at me. Yeah. Because I'm the one that's healing. I'm the one that's going to bring justice. I'm the one that's going to take care of those that are hurting my people because they're his people, all of us, white people, black people, Hispanics, Asians, Indians, we're all his people, Yeah, you know? And so um, although all of this is happening, I feel like we just need to be reminded that, you know, once we do everything we can, we have to look at Jesus. Yeah. And I'm, Yeah. And I mean, that's like such a good reminder, too, because especially with all of the riots going on and the protests, a lot of people are asking, like, what's next? You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do next? And I've seen so many um, questions and comments and stuff about that and about the need to mobilize, organize and strategize. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that that's such a good next step for people, because after we do all of this, after we have all of these feelings of anger, after we have all of these um, feelings of frustration and stuff like that, healing is really key to processing that and figuring out how how to mobilize, how to strategize, and, you know, how to do all of these types of things and organize. And it's interesting, too, because it's like you can't necessarily organize and do the revolutionary work without first having a clear head about where you need to go, like where you need to be going. And so... I think that that's such great advice to turn to the spiritual place because and fight the spiritual battle first because of the fact that like after you do that and after you 
totally immerse yourself in prayer and immerse yourself in like being silent and listening to God and stuff like that, then you'll be re-energized to do the mobilizing, to do the organizing, to do the fighting. And so it's like what you were saying, we're trying to do everything, right? Like we're, we're literally trying to sign every petition and post this and post that. And like, we can't do that by ourselves. Like we literally cannot do it by ourselves. And I feel like, I mean, especially for me this week was really hard because I literally feel like a drop of water trying to boil. What's it called? Trying Like I'm trying to boil an ocean because mm-hmm. all of these problems are so large. And like you were saying yeah. earlier, most of them are spiritual problems. And we feel like how much can we fight that? Like how, yeah. what you know, you can change your job. You can do all of these different types of things on the, on the ground stuff, which is so important. But at the same time, it really does come with both things, the physical and the spiritual, the yeah physical and the healing because i feel like if we tapped into healing a little bit more then we would be able to to better tackle the next steps you know and and while you were talking it made me think about um i was reading second samuel 5 last night right Mm -hmm. and so as you were saying like this is a spiritual war first Mm -hmm. it manifested into a physical war after right Mm -hmm. but but racism like that's it's a spiritual issue before it became a physical issue Mm -hmm. and so you know um before we can go and fight this war because it is a war um we need to know if we should fight and how we should fight Mm -hmm. and yesterday i was reading second samuel 5 and i want to go to it real quick um because as you're reading it literally was like yes (laughs) the lord was like i need you to share this um so what's the philistines right so at this point david was okay first two points so Mm -hmm. back in first samuel um this is kind of a whole different point but it's something the lord shared with me and i want to Mm -hmm. share real quick so back in first samuel um i believe 16 the Lord anointed David as king, mm-hmm. right? But he was only like, he was a teenager. So yeah. he couldn't reign over anything yet because he was just a teenager, right? So um, the Lord anointed David as king uh, back in First Samuel. and But now we go to Second Samuel 5, and now David is ruling over all of Israel. Mm-hmm. So he was anointed 50, about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But now at age 30, he started to reign. Mm-hmm. So this is just, this is to share that if the Lord tells you you're going to be something, you are you have a specific purpose, right? That doesn't always mean it's going to happen right then. Yeah. Right? So that's that's number one that he shared with me that I wanted to share because I was like, that's good, Lord. Like <laughs> he can tell you that you're going to be, um, I don't know, a lawyer or a pastor or a shepherd or a mm-hmm. wife or a mother or a father or a a keeper right Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's going to happen right away because if david had become if if david had started to reign over israel then he would have been so immature he had to go through go through a little of life first learn some lessons learn to trust god and then god would you know allowed him to rule Mm -hmm. over all of israel once he went through those tests right that was Mm -hmm. number one okay Mm -hmm. number two Ooh, Um, i have some comments on that let's come back to number one but go to number two Oh, no, no. Okay, say your comments, and then we'll go. No, I was just... No, go to... Are you sure you don't want to just go to number two? It's up to you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, go go real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and so then yesterday I was reading 2 Samuel 5, and right now David is reigning over all Israel, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So now he's walking into the purpose that God had told him he was going to be 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. right? So wait if God tells you he has a purpose for you. Just wait, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's going to come. Just Mm -hmm. wait. Um... 
So in 2 Samuel 5, verse um, 17 through 20-ish, the Philistines were trying to have war with David. They were trying to start war with um, David and, and, and his, his men, right? Mm-hmm. It says in verse 19, so David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And so many times we just go to war. We see Mm. someone trying to fight us and we just ready. We said, Lord, I'm going. (laughs) But David, David asked the Lord first. He said, Lord, should I go up against them? Mm -hmm. Right. And so with everything that's happening right now, you know, we're just fighting. Yeah. We're just fighting. We're just fighting with whatever tools we think that we that we should fight with. We are mm-hmm. we are being God right now and saying, this is how we should fight. We mm-hmm. need to protest like this. We need to do this. But mm-hmm. we're not asking God, God, how should I fight? Yeah. Because the next the next line says, And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> All because he he asked God. I'm because he you. wasn't he wasn't trying to be God. He said, "God, you know best." Yeah. So how should I do this? And God said, "Go and do it, and I will take care of it." Yeah. But because it's not getting taken care of because we're not asking God. Yeah. We're trying to mm. do it our own way in our own strength, yeah. and it won't work. Yep. Mm. Bring it home. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> excited because I just read this yesterday and. Sometimes you'll read something and and it won't get you until you're in a situation when you need it. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's why you have to store the word in your heart because when you when a situation comes, Mm -hmm. that 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 scripture will come back because you'll remember it and you'll be like, this is what that meant. I know. It's so crazy because when it happens, you'd be like, huh. Okay, and like it was weird. I was talking to one of our friends, Sam, the other day, right? Yeah. And like you know, I read my Bible and stuff like that, and I take notes, but I've yeah. never done any true memorization practices or anything mm-hmm. like that for scripture. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about you know how I was stressed about where my life is going and everything like that. And it's weird because like I remembered I was like, okay, Matthew chapter seven verse eight, and that's what I mean. Like I don't, I didn't know it like that. and I was telling Sam I was like seek ye the kingdom and like everything else will be delivered unto you and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) the kingdom of God first (laughs) (laughs) honestly he's gonna listen to this but I feel like he was kind of shook too because he was like yes that is that's the right scripture yes (laughs) because sometimes you don't know you need or you don't know how to use it until you're really thinking about something and you're like, you know what? But didn't God tell me this though? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's crazy. And and literally in John 14, 26, it says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we keep these scriptures in our heart, when we learn them and it doesn't even necessarily mean memorizing, I never really memorized scripture, but I yeah. would use it so much mm-hmm. that it would... I can just like I can't always tell you where it is, but I know the scripture. Yeah, you know, exactly. because I've used it so much. But that's the thing: the Holy Spirit can't bring something to your remembrance that you've never read. Yes, and that's yeah. why it's so important that we read daily. Because even if you don't get something that day, a week from now you might need what you read today, but you mm-hmm. won't be able to use it if you don't know it. Because yeah. the Holy Spirit can't remind you of something that's not there. Yeah. 
-hmm. you know, so it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is crazy, but, but yeah, go. Okay. You said you had something to say about the first point that I made. Mm. Yeah. I just, I mean, I think that that's so powerful about how God promised David that he was going to be king, right? But not right then. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it even has to do with what we're just talking about in terms of action and stuff that we feel like we need things right now. Like, and we feel like we need to be places on our own time. And I've heard that so much and it's been weighing heavily on my heart. And I've said it a lot this past week is I keep saying, you know, like I'm 23, I'm 23. I should be here by now. Or like, Mm -hmm. I should be here. Like, why am I not here? I need to move. I need to do this. Like not move out my house, but you know, take the next step. And so that was just a really good reminder because we always think that we are slaves to time and we're slaves Mm -hmm. not to our own time, to our own timeline that we put on ourselves. And I am very, very guilty of that because it's like, oh, I want to do this by the time I'm 30, you know, and our society does that like Forbes 30 under 30 or 40 under 40 or whatever that is. Like we feel like that there's this, there's this um, measurement of success that you have to be at by a certain time in your life. And that's just reassuring to hear that story, especially like, when that's weighing heavy on my heart because it's like if god promises you something it's gonna be on his time and it's you have to go through things like you were saying before you get to that place and it's wild because we always forget the like go through things part like we think we just gonna (laughs) like we really be forgetting that and like i do too but it's like i told my dad this morning right i was like i just don't want to waste time I was like, I don't want to waste time. And so I I feel like I need to have my life in order because I don't want to waste it. And he told me something similar to that where he was like, nothing is ever purely a waste of your time because it's getting you to where God wants you to be, you know? And so it's it's very true. And, Mm -hmm. and, and like we said, like David was anointed King in first Samuel. Mm -hmm. God had already said, this is the King. Right. Mm -hmm. But he, if he had reigned then, it who knows what would have happened yeah because you know he 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 hadn't been able to go through tests he hadn't been able to practice trusting god mm-hmm. you know i mean he did a little bit but like he hadn't been able to really mature and and grow and build foundation you know yeah and it made me think of um the covenant that god made with abram and where he told him that he was going to have a child, that him and his wife was gonna, were going to have a child in Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that was God's promise. Um, it says, it's, if you want to read it, it's Genesis 15, verse um, 3. It says, wait, is that 3? Oh, sorry. Uh, verse 4, it says, And behold, the word of God, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one will come from your own body shall be your heir. Right. And so he was he was telling Abram that he was going to have a child and Abram and his wife were really old. So mm-hmm. they're like, how am I going to have a child? Like, but it was God's promise to them. Yeah. And so because they did not want to wait and they did not believe that and they did not trust that what God's uh, word said what God said was was valid and what was going to happen they decided to make it happen on their own Mm. and Abram you know got his slave or I think it was his slave or his servant and the Abram and the the servant had a baby Mm -hmm. right and then Abram and his actual wife had a baby right and 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 finally what 
the Lord had told them um, came true. But because they were impatient and because they wanted it in their own timing, this whole situation happened. And now, you know, the husband and wife have a child, but they have another child too with the slave, you know, and and they ended up kicking them out, you know? And so all of this happened because of their impatience and because they didn't just trust that the Lord, when the Lord told them that they were going to have a child, even though I think, I think she was like, um, I think Sarai was like 99 when they had the baby, which seems impossible to us. But again, timing means nothing to God Mm -hmm. and nothing is impossible, you know? And so, um, it's true. Like to you, you might feel like I need, you know, I have this timeline and all this stuff and I feel the same way too. Like, you know, I'm 24 now. Like I want to have a house by the end of the year. I want to have this and that and a husband in a few years. Mm -hmm. But God is like, chill out, (laughs) you know, like, like slow down because he's trying to form us. He's trying to, um, teach us how to, you know, just do different things before he puts us in, uh, places where we believe we're ready for because honestly yeah. we're probably not but in you know yeah so we just have to be patient um yeah. and, and and realize that you know god's will is the best will and his timing is the best because if we do if we were to go get into stuff that we believe we're ready for there would probably be so many problems with it so many yeah. issues that if we had just waited you know Everything would have worked out perfectly because we were trusting God and his timing. Yeah. But we just, we just try to rush too much. Yeah. So I have a question for you then, right? Yeah. So when, hmm, what's the best way to phrase this? Because I was going to say like, when are you actually waiting too long? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you know if God has given you signals and you're just like, Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. I'm I'm cooling, God. Like I'm good where I am. You know what yeah. I mean? Like how do you know when it's when it when it's done wait? Like when you're done waiting? Like when it's time to go? Like when it's when he's telling you to move on to the next thing or whatever it is? Yeah, I think you'll feel peace. Um, mm-hmm. The Bible says that God is not a God is not the author of confusion, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so if you are con- if you are contemplating switching a job. First of all, pray about it, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I know this is something you're considering. Yeah. Um, pray about it, right? Ask God to, you know, God speaks to me a lot through dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to clarify sometimes what dreams are mine and what dreams he's giving mm-hmm. me. But um, I always know whether something is of God um, or not based off of whether I have peace. Mm-hmm. Like, so let me give you an example. Hmm. I used to work at a doctor's office. Um, and the first time I worked there, because I, I went back like, um, I think two times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I worked there, I wanted to leave because I just didn't, I didn't love the environment. I didn't really like what I was doing and stuff. Um and I was going to quit, Raina. Like, I was just ready. Because when I don't like something, I like to leave quickly. And that's something yeah. that I'm not great at. But I like to just kind of run out of it. And the Lord told me not to leave. I did not have peace about leaving. Although I wanted to, I did not have peace. And yeah. it had nothing to do with the money. It had nothing to do with anything besides the fact that I did not have peace. I did not feel like if I made this decision... God would be pleased with it because there was no peace. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. Do you feel peace about this decision? Not based off of money, not based off of, you know, um, fear, but based off of just, just peace. Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference with um, fear of like, 
you know, where you're going to go, what money you're going to have, like, yeah. and, and fear of, um, and lack of peace because of just a lack of peace. Right. Yeah. And so you have to differentiate those two, which, which, which lack of peace is it? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, is it a godly lack of peace or a lack of peace because you, you don't know what your next steps are. Yeah. And those are two different. So I would say figure those two out. Um, but God is not the author of confusion. You will know 100% whether or not you should leave. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up staying because I did not feel peace. I didn't feel like he released me to leave yet. And and um, I stayed until I think like May or March of the next year. And I actually had met a girl there that ended up going to this Christian conference with me and ended up giving her life to Christ. Wow. And I believe that that's why the Lord would not let me leave because if I had left, you know, yeah. who knows what would have happened. Um, and so um, there's a reason, even if we don't know it, even if it's in bringing someone to Christ, because a lot of times that's what it is. Someone needs to hear it. You know, someone needs to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord had me go back to that job because I left Again, I didn't feel peace, but I was disobedient and I did not want to stay there anymore. And mm-hmm. so I left the the first time like um, in March or May, one of those. Um, but I had stayed from August to March or August to May. And I left because it was just too much drama and things. And the Lord kept giving me dreams about the doctors. No way. One doctor specifically that needed to hear the gospel. <sighs> Raina. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sick because I did not want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, but he opened up an opportunity and the manager asked me to come back. And so I knew immediately it was from it's the good. Lord. Yes. I knew. And so I went back and I told that doctor, I literally, it was kind of weird, but I took him into a doctor's, like into the patient's room and I just shared the gospel with him because it's kind of hard at that doctor's office to like really get one-on-one time with like doctors and stuff. Yeah. So I kind of had to be really intentional and I kind of just was like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And took him in the room <laughs> to share the gospel with him. Um, but I really felt like, you know, he told me like, he gave me peace about going back. I didn't even ask him. He just was like, you need to go. And he gave me dreams yeah. of a specific doctor, you know? So to any situation, but particularly, let's say, this job situation, if, if the Lord wants you to leave, he will give you peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ask him, you know, if you want, ask him to give you dreams. Ask him um, to make it plain. Yeah. That's what I always ask. God, make it plain. You know, open, if, if, if this is what you want and you want me to leave, open doors. Open mm-hmm. doors to other places. You won't have to be searching crazy, but he'll open doors easily. Yeah. You know, so um, I think that's one way that you'll know. Um, But for me, it's always been a lack of peace or a peace based Mm -hmm. off of whether I can leave or whether I need to stay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because he's not the author of confusion. So he won't um, if you are confused about something, then there's a problem. Because he is is the prince of peace and he is not the author of confusion. He will give you a direct answer. Yeah, that's so crazy. And it shows you, too, how, like, God doesn't just necessarily, you know, whisper in your ear and be like, Leticia. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) he'd be showing. (laughs) It's like your own voice. Yeah. And on top of that, there's other ways that he's communicating with you. Like you said, your manager asking you to come back, like. That's wild, you know? Yeah. 
I uh, knew. I knew it was him. And that's the thing. You'll know. Like, you will 100% know. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if this is something he's telling you to do, you will know. You won't be confused about it. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes we want to leave because it's inconvenient for us, right? Mm-hmm. Or we don't like it. And that was my thing. I just did not like it. Mm-hmm. But he was like, but there's something bigger. Like, yeah. there was a girl, literally. You know, if I had left, I never would have met her. And, and mm-hmm. she probably would have never went to that conference. And she probably wouldn't have got saved. Mm-hmm. You know, That's and so, so we don't see those things. We just see it as God wanting us to stay in that place. And we don't yeah. understand why. But he sees past it. Yeah. That's crazy. And two, it's like, you know, whenever we think about God's will, or at least for me, I always think about it, or I used to, and I'm trying not to anymore, as like this extravagant thing. You know what mm. I mean? Like, God's will for my life is to x y and z and to do this and do that (laughs) but like listening to the story it's really like god's will for your life can be little small things like that like helping someone come to christ or giving someone a good day or um you know just like encouraging someone and that's what's really interesting is i feel too like in our society we put so much pressure on ourselves to reach things that we don't necessarily see like the little differences that we're making or the little reasons why we're here, you know? And I remember this one story, I was reading it about this man. And um, I don't know if you've heard this story before, but he was saying how um, he was leaving, he was leaving his house and he was on his way to like commit suicide, right? Like he was Mm -hmm. on his way to jump off of a bridge. I think I've heard this. You've heard this story? I think so, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I was like, I think you have heard this story. And basically, he said that if three people said, um, what was it? Like, if three people smiled at me, I think that's what it was. Or Mm -hmm. if one, no, if one person, it wasn't even three people. If one person smiles at me between the time that I leave my house and on my way to jump off this bridge, I won't do it. Right? Yeah. So, sorry to, like, spoiler alert, but nobody smiled at him. And so, but he jumped off and he survived. He ended up surviving. But it just goes to show you that, like, sometimes you literally never know why you're placed in the place that you're, or the reason why you're placed in certain places. And that can easily just be God's will for your life, to smile at a man on a bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's so small because that's the thing. Those it's it's those little moments that make that that create that huge thing. Exactly. And exactly. we think it has to be big moment after big moment after mm. big moment after big moment. And God yeah. is like, no, I just I just need you to um you know accidentally leave your purse here. Yeah. And then and then and then when you find your purse, that person needs encouragement and they yes. need to pray for their salvation. You know, and it's like those small things because. The ultimate goal is that people know Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate goal. So he, you know, it, it's those little things. And that's why, you know, the Bible says that we, um, what is it? Uh, we plant the seeds and we mm-hmm. water it, but it is God that provides the increase because yes. we are just here for to, to plant a seed of encouragement, to plant um, a scripture, to plant a prayer, to plant a healing. And mm-hmm. then God is the one who provides the increase, who who co- ultimately draws them at the end. Yeah. And that's, it takes the weight off of us because we're not the ones who save people. Mm-hmm. We just plant the seeds. We just pray for the person. We just, you know, do those little things. And then one day, then God says, okay, it's time now. Yeah. And then the person's like, man, I want to know Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they don't understand why, but it's because those the, the seeds. seeds. It, I know. Someone someone watered it. Someone smiled. Someone left an encouragement, and then you know someone left a scripture on the table, and they picked that up the day that they needed it. And then you know someone else did this, and and it watered it, and then God said, "Okay, it's time." And it's crazy, but it all works together. I know. And it's weird, too, because I've been seeing it happen in certain people's lives. And, like, watching it is wild. (laughs) It's just wild to me. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, whenever people are influenced by something where I don't think that they would normally be, like, influenced by it, it just Mm -hmm. always comes to a shock to me because it's, like, dang, like, God is really good all the time. Yeah. (sighs) It's so crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. Just like one of my friends, I mean, you know, this was like touched by one of our ep- the episodes on of our podcast. And mm-hmm. she was telling me that she was touched by it because she had like a similar experience to something that we were talking about on the podcast. And these are like friends where, you know, they tell me they're going to listen to the podcast, but I don't know if they're actually going to listen to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so it felt so good because it was like I was watching it happen. You know, like I was watching her be like, I actually want to get more interested in like god and talking about jesus and stuff like that and so it was just weird because i was like yay you know like okay cool 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 (laughs) (laughs) so it's just wild to watch you know you never know yeah and it's like you know even with this podcast like to us it was just you know it was just a random thought Mm -hmm. and it became an action but you know even seeing the people that it's reaching um that aren't necessarily believers. And that's what we want people that aren't believers to listen because you'll leave being a believer. (laughs) If you don't, then we haven't done our job, but you know, you'll leave seeing that, you know, this God is real for us. Um, And that's the whole purpose of it. So God is so crazy and so amazing, but it's, it's encouraging because the Bible says that, um, the amazing thing about all of this stuff that's going on, right? The, the These terrible things that are going on. The amazing part of it is that God can use any bad situation and turn it into good. Yeah. You know, any situation. And, you know, the deaths are terrible. This is right. This is terrible. But guess what? Justice is being sought after now. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Even harder and harder. And every time justice, justice, is, it, it's being sought at even. Um, harder every time so it's like yes these are terrible situations but God can still you do something good out of it Mm -hmm. something good can still come from it even though it seems hopeless God can still do something beautiful with a terrible situation yeah exactly and I feel like especially now you know what is needed is that idea of hope because it's so hard to see what is what's next you know and so like One of my main things about when stuff like this happens is to make sure that our community is not feeling hopeless because that's when we've that's when we've lost. Like that's when we've really lost. And it's so hard not to like it really is so hard not to because it's like most of the time the things that we're seeing is this police officer just got acquitted. This one wasn't charged. This one, you know, and so you consistently see those types of things. And so you start to feel like the system is bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's it's not you know and by being able to have faith and understand that any situation like you said can be used for good then we can start to have hope 
And then that's when we can, like I said at the beginning, like that's when we can start to move on to what's next, like and figuring out what's next. Because now we have the hope to energize that process, you know, because you can't energize the what's next process if you're going into it with no hope. And God can provide that sense of hope. You know what I'm saying? So Yes, I know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I had to end it with that because I was like, hope. Yes. There's hope in a man named Jesus, guys. Seriously. (laughs) And that's why we can smile and we can laugh right now. Because although this week has been crazy, God is good. And he is going to take care of the things that we can't. Yeah. You know, so... I'm encouraged. This was good. I know. <laughs> Me too. This was really good. Right? I was like, what are we going to talk about today? And I was like, let's just vent. <laughs> I think let it the did. the Holy Spirit use us. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it went pretty good, you know. Yeah. But... So we're, I guess we're going to end it here, y'all. I hope that you enjoyed this vent session because <laughs> we needed it, you know. Yeah. Um, don't let all of this stuff get to you. Know there's hope in a man named Jesus and... Um, be encouraged. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.